0: Hi everyone, it's Matt Lehman here coming to you from the IKEA Food Hall today for episode two of our Word One to One series on John chapter one, verses 19 to 34, which you'll find on page 22 of the Word One to One booklets. I've just done this today with a friend and really enjoyed the study. It's a wonderful privilege. Uh, explaining the scriptures to someone and actually seeing bits and pieces fall into place and people get more of an understanding of who Jesus is. So just as a reminder, these are just a few quick tips to help you bring some of the studies to life, but really trust in God's Word. Uh, to do the work as we open up the scriptures with others. So on page 22 of the study I think it's a really good start to spend some time running through the different characters because a lot of people and even a lot of people in churches aren't familiar with who the Levites were, who the Pharisees were exactly. You just hear them come in and out of the story all the time. I think uh, the Levites it's good to point out that that's way back from uh, the tribes of Jacob that out of uh, Levi was the third son uh, of Jacob And it was especially chosen to be the tribe from which the priesthood would come. That's the Levites there on page 22. And also to point out the Pharisees, I sort of describe them as kind of half between sort of council, local council representatives kind of crossed with uh, religious leaders of the day. You see them pop up in the Gospels all the time. Uh, Pharisees aren't universally bad. Uh, You do see some good Pharisees, but they usually see Jesus in the Gospels ripping into them for... Uh, just loading people up with laws and regulations and using their position of power in the community for the best seats at the footy and uh, for power and prestige rather than actually helping people as they should which is why uh, Jesus rips them uh, quite so often. But it's good to have that discussion on page 22 and page 23 before you get into the study. I think the first page, uh, page 24-25 is one just to really uh, stick to the notes on, it's uh, very well put together And then over on page 26 in uh, verse 23 there, I think it's good to spend a little bit of time just explaining who the prophets were. Uh, There's some great notes there on Isaiah who was a prophet sent... Uh, by God. Uh, often, when I've gone through these studies, people ask, Well, what's a prophet? How many are there? Uh, there's really not that many in the Bible. Uh, there's some, depending on size rather than importance, we have the major and minor prophets, but they're fairly uh, sparse throughout Old Testament history, often coming in a time of national calamity. Someone had just wiped out the Israelites or taken them off into exile, and God would send a prophet who would usually, in the books, introduce his calling and actually be speaking for God to really put the sort of director's commentary on all the world events that were happening. We'd love to have the director's commentary on in our personal lives and in all the world events today, uh, but we don't actually have that. But we do have it in the Bible uh, describing what's going on in uh, events in the world, you see it through the prophets, you see it, I often think of the book of Acts as uh, the early Acts of the apostles here with the director's commentary, i.e. God's commentary on exactly what was happening. But that's really what the prophets would do to, to give a bit of commentary on world events and what God wanted to say to the people. But also there was uh, quite a bit of uh, foreshadowing and future telling of things that we see uh, come up with Christ uh, later in the book. So that's a little bit on the prophets, and it's good to go through the notes here on verse uh, 27. Then over the page, I reckon on um, verse 29, it's good to spend a little bit of time just explaining the context of the day that, uh, as the notes point out there, with dusty streets and dung everywhere, actually cleaning uh, someone's feet or something was a job for only the most lowliest of uh, servants. And really just spend a little bit of time making the point that uh, you know, if John the Baptist who had a fair bit of street cred, you know, if he just, you know, if an Oscar winner today had sort of said, you know, this is a great, uh, this is a great award, but there's someone who's much more important than me, uh, that's a little bit like John the Baptist uh, essentially saying, for all his wild popularity in the day, he's making quite a big statement to say, I'm not even worth. There's one coming after me. Who I'm not even worthy to wash their feet or untie their sandals. So it's a big statement from John pointing towards the one that is coming. Then uh, over on page 31, there's also some very good notes there on the Passover. I think it's good just to kind of link that in with the Israelites coming out of Egypt and pointing out that uh, the angel of death was, you know, the last of the warnings Moses gave to. Uh, Pharaoh and uh, just explaining a little bit what that was like for the angel of death to kind of pass through Egypt, uh, killing off the firstborn and just how big a thing it would have been to have a sheep in the household for those days and then to sacrifice it. And as you wake up the next day and, you know, heard the wailing and crying and realizing just how many people had died, you'd have a very strong sense as a firstborn that if you'd sort of fulfilled the Passover, sacrificed the lamb, painted the blood on the door, that you'd been saved only because that lamb died. And just draw together the imagery that uh, Jesus makes uh, at his last supper, uh, that he's making a new covenant. And so this lamb of God, you know, to take away the sins of the world (laughs) title that John gives here is a pretty big one uh, in the scheme of things. So it's nice just to spend a little bit of extra time drawing those things uh, together. I think the last point I would say on uh, page 32, on verse 32 there... Uh, I saw a spirit come down from heaven and a dove remain on him. It's just good to explain that John, with all the other Gospels being out and about at this point, he's not repeating everything that's said. We know from the other Gospels a bit more detail about Jesus coming down, getting baptized, which you can draw in here, and the reference is Matthew 3, verses 13 to 17. It's a good point uh, just to read over before the study so you know the story and can explain it in full to others. But uh, by the time you get to the end of the study and John's saying, I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one, this has been hundreds and hundreds of years in the making. It's a crucial point in the history of the Bible, and it's a great thing uh, that Jesus really is the warm-up act for the hero that is Jesus uh, about to be presented. So enjoy getting towards the end of the study and asking who you've been reading it with to read through the passage here on page 36, page 37. Ask if there's any further questions. And if you've gone through the study, both you and the person you're reading with will have so much more insight into exactly what's being said there, which is the brilliance of the Word one-to-one actually revealing God's Word uh, to others. So keep praying, uh, keep trusting it's God's Word that has the power and enjoy doing the Word one-to-one with your friends. Thanks.